know, right? And look, there's a, a cat again. <laughs> the cat has become very spoiled. Yeah, I, I feel like the cat looks more annoyed because we have to do that clap every time. I feel like you've woken <laughs> her up. Like, every single time we do the recording, the cat has to look up and be like, why the fuck did that just happen? What is wrong with you humans? Why are you doing yeah. this? Yep, that is exactly her oh. reaction. Yeah, it's... Seriously, uh, what's the... What was the temperature? It, it's like 30 degrees in Calgary right now. Oh, Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Yeah, 30 degrees. It was... Flirting with 30 all day long. It was not... I mean... Yeah, and I'm only 22 right now. It, it's nice, and it's lovely for a nice warm day. It's just, holy crap, like... I was not prepared for this because my the last apartment I lived in had uh, air conditioning. So like, oh yes, makes it when it get, yeah, it gets too hot. You can turn it on for you know ten minutes, turn your house into a goddamn ice box, and then just turn it off. It doesn't hurt your uh, uh, heating bill too much, but oof, I did not realize how much we relied on it. Oh no, uh, I realized now being here the cabin gets really really warm because the because it's such a small space there's a stove and a tv oh, so over yeah. and above the heat outside and you can't open the door at night because of mosquitoes mm. so it see and we I, don't have to worry about mosquitoes so much but uh our bedroom faces like a major stretch of road and the assholes around here just love their loud Revy cars and their chopper motorcycles and uh, their boom boxes. Welcome and to their Alberta. That's what we yeah. do. Me and my friend Daryl is a game. We drive around and we're like, pick out the Alberta uh, transplant. And we that's literally what we do. So, and it's like, we'll call it, we'll see some car driving erratically on the freeway. We're like, we both look at each other. What about it? It's an Alberta transplant. He's like, sure is. And of course, we'll drive up beside it and it. Sure as shit, every time Alberta. Uh, yeah, I've lost Haley entirely yeah. now. But this is an excellent time to, because uh, I can cut out everything that I'm missing her say. But I can, this is a perfect time to say, uh, welcome to Everything is the Worst, the official Scudsworth.com podcast. I am your host, Joshua Miller. Uh, I'm the man behind the website at uh, Scudsworth.com. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble getting the intro of this podcast out, but I, I failed to do it correctly last time as well, so I don't know what's going on. I think Haley is just gone, so maybe it was her internet. Goodbye, Haley. We'll uh, miss you. Yeah. So, uh, we're gonna wait for Haley to come back here, but we're just gonna keep talking, because I'm gonna say hello to June. June. Oh, hello to June. Oh, hello to June. How has your week been? My week has been pretty great, actually. Uh, last <laughs> night, our plan was to cook dinner on our nice new barbecue and then go swimming at a LGBTQ-friendly event at a local pool. And then uh, halfway through dinner, our back doorknob just broke. It just would not turn. It would not open. Uh, oh, so I, I thought maybe you meant you broke the handle off. Like you're just... You got no, that just, strong feminine power and you just broke the handle off. It just it just wouldn't turn. Like, you couldn't open the door. So, uh, there was a moment of panic 
And then we, uh, I took it off. Uh, I got out the toolkit. I took the door off. Uh, realized that one of the latches inside the doorknob, I took the doorknob off and then realized that one of the latches inside the doorknob had slipped. And so went to home hardware, bought a new doorknob and we still had enough time to go swimming. So it was good. <laughs> Can you hear you're, me now? Uh, yes, you're, you're back again. All right. So I'll keep talking to June about, uh, how she is a now eating a popsicle you guys are so bad at pop podcasts. We've been doing this for years. You can't eat on the on the show. I was handed a popsicle. What am I gonna do? <laughs> oh my god, this is crazy. One person doesn't realize that they can't have multiple uh, things using up her bandwidth while we're recording, and you forget that your headphones, the one episode, and that you're not meant to be eating on this episode. My wife gave it's me a crazy. popsicle. I'm not going to say no to beloved wife. I don't want a popsicle. Popsicles are not noisy. And they're quiet. Tell Josh his popsicles are not noisy. Popsicles are quiet, sure. Josh um, this just means I'm... quiet. Yes. No, 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 no. no. I, it's... Now I have to edit a bunch of slurping sounds <laughs> out of this episode. Okay, do we want to pause and restart? <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, we have to keep we we have to keep going. I'm gonna cut out everything that can't be used. We're just gonna do a very short episode. Oh, okay. uh, but uh, Haley is also here, and hopefully, her call doesn't freeze up again on us. Haley, how has your week been? Um, all the way up to all right. I had a friend from Calgary visiting, or not so much visiting. They were just in town, so I hung out with them the past couple of days, and we Pokemon Go together. I'm like, this is what our life has become. This is how we hang out now. Um, I haven't downloaded the new Harry Potter one, so. What is that like? Because I've I've been downloading some weird weird games as well, but uh, I was like, I don't need another Pokemon Go game. So what's uh? It's it's quite similar. It's the same creators of Pokemon Go. I think it's based. My friend's explanation of it to me is basically Pokemon Go with Harry. So you capture Harry Potters, and then you have and you have quests, and, and you know what I mean, like quest items. Yeah, it's basically the same. I don't know if you, and you do battle because she said she was battling another wizard today. So, <laughs> wizard battle, wizard duels. Yeah, wizard duels. I I have no interest. Pokemon Go takes up enough time. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a bit like MMOs where. Like, World of Warcraft got crazy popular, and then everyone else on the planet was like, oh, let's make one of those, not realizing that everybody who might be interested in that kind of thing was already playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, more so that, like, it eats so much data and battery life. I mean, it's improving now, but... And apparently the hotter Harry Potter one is at the same level that Pokemon Go was to start. Yeah, well, if it is being created by Niantic, then they've already sorted out all the bugs. But at the same time, it's like, again, do you really think the people that would be interested in Harry Potter aren't already the people who were playing Pokemon Go? I'm pretty sure the crossover is pretty significant. Yep. I'm <laughs> going to say yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, just yes. Yeah, no, no follow-up, no, nope. no, no think, qualifiers. I think it's no. reasonable to say that anybody who grew up loving Pokemon, I would say 
85 to 90 percent chance that they also grew up loving harry potter and vice versa yeah uh so obviously it's the three of us uh what is your house i'm sure we've talked about this before but what is your harry potter house and uh-huh. what is your pokemon starter we'll see where the overlap is um like just am, do Gen 1 Pokemon. Like I'm all about the Charizard because it looks like a dinosaur. Yeah. And mm. uh, Hufflepuff because it's the uh, the lazy good-for-nothing house. The, you've got, like, all the brave kids join Gryffindor. All the smart kids join um, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. All the evil kids join Slytherin. And all of the lazy kids. and unambitious kids, kids join Hufflepuff. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going with Hufflepuff as well. <laughs> and what was your Pokemon starter? Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle? Charmander. I'm going to say Charizard as well. Yeah? I'm all like, it looks like a dragon, but it's not qualified as a dragon. But it looks like a dragon! True. It is a fire flying type, I believe. Yeah, I was really disappointed to find out it wasn't a dragon. Eh. Uh, Splitting hairs. I mean... Charizard was also like my usual guy. I do love Squirtle and uh, playing the original games starting with Bulbasaur is easy mode because fir- the first two gyms are cakewalks and then by that point you have enough of the other types of Pokemon that you're okay. But uh, yeah, Char- Charmander, Charmander, Charizard, that was always my starter guys. And I am different from you guys. I am Ravenclaw all the way. Nerd, no. Ravenclaw's yeah. okay. Nerd. <laughs> the the, uh, the Harry Potter thing does remind me of one of my favorite uh, tweets of all time. I can't, I could not remember who uh, who posted the tweet, but uh, it was basically uh, the guys designing uh, Hogwarts, having a meeting. One dude being like, so you know how all kids are either brave, smart, evil, or miscellaneous? <laughs> that's funny i've always yeah. wanted to do like like a web series that focuses on like what hufflepuff is up to while like the gryffindor kids are off like having all these crazy adventures and saving the world and just kind of sitting around being like man where do they get the energy for that shit like so uh as uh, our listeners have no doubt surmised at this point uh this is a podcast where we talk about weird news articles and uh this is a very stilted uh, segue that I'm doing because I am literally sweating in my office right now. So we have got to move fan. on. I have a fan going I and I, fan. I'm like, yeah, I, I wanted to turn it off because it's bad for the audio recording, but I l- will literally die if I do. So this might be a challenging edit forever for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, let's start with... Uh, let's start with Haley's, actually, because uh, Haley has sent us something here that I've seen on every fucking uh, news site. I've heard on every podcast. I've heard, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of blog posts about. Uh, Haley, do you want to tell us about the uh, uh, raid on Area 51, please? Oh, okay, so... This guy actually started this thing, this Facebook page, to raid Area 51. Um, I believe they called it, You Can't Stop All of Us. You Can't Stop All of Us, yeah. And, um, I mean, since it came out, the person who created it said, you know, hey, this was kind of a joke. 
but it's got some pretty huge um it's got some pretty huge momentum i think there's like a million and a half people joined this thing yeah i mean you, everybody wants to go raid area 51 for three very re- important reasons yeah one to finally get their hands on a working lightsaber two yeah. to uh to meet some big titty aliens true and three to prove once and for all that the earth is flat and not a sphere wake up back to the flatlands right? <laughs> somehow yes. oh, because goodness. i believe this is the same train of people all hanging out together they're like hey something that perfects all and we can talk about our other crazy fucking shit i know um Okay, so the creator has confirmed this is a joke, and I guess it is impu- uh, uh, like important to uh, state that this started as a Facebook event, right? Yeah, that's there was what like, it started as, yeah. It, yeah, Am I the there only was one no actual movement. Kind of sick it. of people using, like, it was a joke as a half-assed excuse once they realize they're going to get in deep shit, like... Oh, no, no, no. If you haven't read the article yeah. or the, the post about true. the Facebook thing. Yeah. Um, so the uh, post is written uh, as Let's Raid Area 51 and See Them Aliens. <laughs> that is a direct quote. Okay. Uh, the other direct quote is If we do the Naruto run, we'll be able to slip right past the bullets. <laughs> there is at no point in the in this event page was it meant to be done like meant to be seen as anything except a joke it, and like it, it got to the point where they're like they had to respond to the u.s government and go no no we're not actually doing this this is a joke and i think it's some, just you know how the internet is you know how the internet is you know how people, people yeah are. yes like yeah. all the flatlanders saw was like raid area 51 <laughs> yeah sign me up and I don't know how they suspect this land, but literally, like, oh, they can't kill a million of us. And I'm like, can't they? They super can. <laughs> can't they? And really, if if open fire does happen, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to run. They're not going to, like, keep on trucking. Uh, well, again, they'll Naruto run past the bullets. It's fine. Well, and someone <laughs> had made a comment, be like, well, we're not really actually worried about the military getting you. It's actually the terrain around here as you try to approach will probably kill you. Yeah. Um, it, uh, area de- 51 is, uh, 50, 50 miles past, uh, 50, uh, well, 50. Uh, yeah. 50 miles outside Las Vegas. Like it's desert. It's oh, wild. miles from Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Wild um, ass desert where there's rattlesnakes, scorpions, like everything will kill you out there. That is a big part of this. Um, so it was meant to be of the 20th of September. Yeah. Uh, you are, people are going to wander into the Nevada desert. Yep. <laughs> yep. It all sounds yeah. like, it totally sounds like Flatlander stuff. Yeah. It'll be a small miracle if nobody dies. Uh, I am sure some people are going to get arrested. Yeah, and I mean, again, uh, Area 51, like, a few miles outside of where the property technically starts, there are signs that say trespassers will be shot. Like, not, 
not we'll be arrested, we'll be detained. We're just gonna shoot you if we find you on the land. Yeah. Shoot shoot you, ask questions later. I I have spent uh, a good number of my teenage years in the Sea Cadets, and I even did an exchange with the U.S. military, and can say with a very high level of confidence that, yeah, they do not fuck around with that shit. Um, they, they will straight up kill your ass if you're where you're not supposed to be. They, if it's like, if they can, they will arrest you. Like, they don't, they won't necessarily shoot you arbitrarily. But if you're, like, running straight at them or just too many to be inconvenient, uh, they will open fire and they won't necessarily feel bad about it. Well, I mean, there is one very, very good thing that came out of this entire uh, let's let's, uh, storm Area 51 thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are photos of an Air Force briefing where a bunch of military people had to discuss what Naruto running was. <laughs> um, which, I have to say, the photos of that are ju- just absolutely <laughs> thrilling. It is everything that you hope it to be. Um, a middle-aged, balding uh, Air Force officer... Uh, with a slide up showing a picture of Naruto uh, <laughs> and demonstrating what he what they mean by le- uh, like cre- leaning forward with his arms back to demonstrate what they would be running as. It's exactly what you expect, and it is actually so very perfect. <laughs> uh, okay, that yeah, uh, it's gonna be an entertaining news day. I think whatever happens. Um, it'll, it'll be fun. I suspect what it'll be is maybe like a few dozen, maybe a few hundred people will show up. Most of them will gather around and lose their nerve. A few people will try to sneak on the property and probably get arrested by military police. I think there's going to be 20 people most. Uh, I think there are going, there's going to be more newscasters and journalists than there are going to be people. Yeah. I think that's reasonable to assume. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there will be, but it, I oh I momentarily tried to turn on my fan and realized it was too loud. Yeah. Um, I think I think it'll be hilarious. Hilarious. I mean, I'd be terrified if actual numbers showed up. Honestly, about what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It won't. Uh, it won't be the million that they're that like that they're said they would. There'll, there'll yeah. be a million yeah. turning tuning in, maybe. Eh, maybe. Yeah. The internet had a sh- has a short attention span. It's not until September, like. Yeah, that, that's that's way too long out. That's way too far out to actually anticipate people are gonna fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I feel like whenever they make a plan to do something like that, I'm just kind of reminded of, um, like way back in the day when 4chan decided they wanted to take down. Uh, uh, Scientology and how they had like a good number of protesters outside of uh, the Scientology buildings for like several months. I feel like every time something like this comes up, they're just trying to recreate that, you know, meme, the the power of the meme, try to like yeah. coordinate people just off of this idea of being part of something utterly ridiculous, something so ridiculous as a uh, bunch of nerds from a message board on the 
shittiest part of the internet are mm-hmm. gonna go take down a multi-million dollar religion like <laughs> I, so a bunch of a bunch of stoners on facebook are gonna break into area 51 that is they are clearly tr- is trying to do the same thing that happened in 2004 or whatever or whenever that happened yeah, maybe. I mean, and if let's face it, if it is a bunch of stoners, chances are it's not going to get done at all. <laughs> yeah. Look, if, if sorry, I misspoke. It's definitely not a bunch of stoners. It's a bunch of tweakers. They're going to show up with a couple eight balls, get coked up, and just run through security. Because again, <laughs> Naruto run past the bullets. Yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um. <laughs> It, it's a very novel theory, but I do find it funny that it is, like, that it gained the momentum that it did. You know, just as, well, I can't say it surprises me, but it's just so insane. <laughs> power of memes. The power of memes. Power of memes. We're gonna, we we have surpassed the power of friendship now. All All kids' TV shows are going to talk about the importance of memes in the future oh um what do you mean future it's happening now like i know yeah i know fortnite fortnite and vaping right that's yeah uh shut up uh, my fortnite problem is a problem but i am not willing to accept beat yet and my vaping problem is a problem too but (laughs) (laughs) apparently default is a slur is this is this true what is what being called default is a slur how? Uh, oh kids. God, yeah, that's uh, kids are being bullied on uh, on playgrounds for uh, having the default skins in Fallout because that's like that's how they know that you're poor is that yeah. you can't afford to buy the premium skins. So default is now like a a, a bully, like a, a a taunt on the playground. I don't, I don't. I'm thirty, man. I don't know. Uh, June, do you want to gloat about how you <laughs> absolutely were right about uh, what? the next door is going to be like? Uh, yeah, okay. That was more of, like, a hope than a prediction. I'm actually a little surprised that it panned out like this. Um, but some history. So, um, around the time the first Thor movie came out and started to become popular, uh, I think that was when they started to do the female Thor, i.e. Jane Foster, taking over in the comic books for, like, a two-year run or something like that. Um, so for those unfamiliar, Jane Foster was Thor's love interest, the lowest lane to his Superman for many, many years in the comics. Um, and then a couple years back, she actually took over the mantle of Thor, had all of Thor's powers for a little while before relinquishing it. And I had speculated how awesome it would be if Natalie Portman was to become female Thor in the movies. And those hopes were dashed after Thor 2 when Natalie Portman more or less left the series and left Marvel in general. Um, According to the article that I linked, there was speculation that she was upset uh, over losing the director. Um, And at one point in an interview saying as far as she's concerned, she's done with Marvel. So yeah, it, it, it had kind of got to the point where the hopes of seeing a female Thor played by Natalie Portman, were all but dashed. Um, and then, yeah, surprise announcement uh, coming officially out of Comic-Con, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, that uh, she will be uh, resuming her role as um, Jane Foster and will be a female Thor. So that's pretty awesome. 
That's pretty Additionally, Taiki Watiti is returning to direct. So yep. as we talked about in an earlier episode, he was uh, the uh, script that they were pitching uh, was dependent on him returning, which he decided to come back to, which is great. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are both going to be back. And my favorite part is the cur- uh, the announced title, June. Love and Thunder. I love it so much. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, for those who don't get the reference, uh, World of Warcraft, one of the playable races is called the Horde, and their motto is Blood and Thunder. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool that they're going, like, full-on geek with this. I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the other thing that I love is that it is... Uh, currently, uh, I, I don't know if it's rumored, uh, but it was more or less announced, uh, that Tessa Thompson is going to be, uh, the leader of, uh, uh, Asgard. So, yep. like, um, Valkyrie is Asgard. And, also, uh, the also. language is, she is looking for a queen. She, they yes. are, they're bringing that back because they, uh. They took out the, the like, de facto, this is a LGBT uh, character in uh, Ragnarok. So I guess enough people were upset that they that they had cut that scene for time. And Yes, yeah, there was a scene where she kissed uh, a woman that they cut um, and have announced officially, unambiguously, that yes, she will be... Um, she will be gay. So that is also awesome. Um, yeah. And it really yeah, shows that, like, Disney... Okay, make no mistake. This is absolutely a calculated corporate move. I am not in any way suggesting that Disney... I mean, I appreciate that they're doing it, but they're doing it because capitalism. But it is a really good sign that Disney sees the um, the way the winds are blowing, the social pressure, the you know the fact that this is something that people will really embrace... And they're willing to give up market share in some markets to support those markets where they can. Basically, so that's really awesome. yeah, there, there's no reason to not be cynical. But I mean, yeah, it is a, a calculated uh, capitalistic uh, corporatist decision to, to do that. Yeah. But it also justifies one very important thing, which is uh, they are seeing this previously marginalized group as now yeah. being financially viable to market directly to yes which yeah. means congrats <laughs> the, the gays are now part of capitalism yay Ooh, capitalism. But, i mean it, in an aspect it, it's not just like the market powerfully a group the capitalist decision wasn't solely based on that i think they, they're based on what is societally finally becoming mainstream acceptable as well yeah, and, and also, like, Disney is very conscientious of its legacy and its image, and they want to be seen as, like, inclusive of everybody. And it's, a little, so, it's, it's super late, yeah. though, to join the party in 20, 2019. You're coming I mean, in pretty late. Yeah, like, okay, I am... I have to admit, I genuinely love Disney's product, but they are a big corporation, and that they scare the hell out of me in that context. Um, There's no reason you can't enjoy it as long as you're, you know, uh, socially aware of 
what it means like for the gr- bigger picture. It's yes. Like, I you know I can I can love old movies and old sitcoms and old TV shows. Yeah. But I'm still you know going to be deathly aware when they make a, a gay joke or or a trans joke. I because it's like, hey, I get it. In the nineties, people weren't weren't super woke about this stuff but yes like like yeah Buffy is as an example of a really great show that watching it now has some distinctly problematic elements that you know like if I was to ever watch it with my kids or something I would have to pause it from time to time and be like okay so this needs to be addressed and then you keep playing but it's the kind of show where it it would be worth doing that um yeah, you you don't have to you don't have to throw the entire thing out as long as you're aware. And Disney is definitely one of those things where it's like, hey, you do realize that you wrote a bisexual character in your Mulan movie. You do understand you did that, right? Yep. But uh, nope. nope. I mean, pansexual probably. But yeah, that's like. They, they they would never have addressed it, but, like, now, if they, you know, if they, they're doing their live-action Mulan, which, I mean, I'm defo going to see. It's, like, one of the yeah. only photorealistic live-action things that they're doing that I have any interest in seeing. There's so, almost no chance of them putting um, overtly LGBTQ content in the live-action Mulan because they're going to want China on board, and the Chinese government is still super oppressive. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time... The story itself it, it, lends it, itself to that those themes, so even if it's not overt, like, those themes will still be present. Yeah. I mean, if if Disney wanted to be, like hey, look, we're cool, that would be the place to do it, right? Yeah. Because putting in the LGBT, uh, and I mean, any sort of uh, marginalized or underrepresented group in a Marvel property isn't exactly breaking new ground. Yeah. It's like, the whole thing is like, hey, I hate to tell you this, uh, Disney, but we already know uh marvel's like the whole thing the x-men was always a statement on like lgbt rights and and marginalized groups and stuff yeah and also racism uh, but yeah also racism yeah it taking the the fantasy and sci-fi trope of you know putting real world issues into a context that avoids the politicization as much yeah and we all we all already know that uh, Spider-Man is a story about uh, loss and anxiety. Yep. Like, you can't you can't really surprise us with that. And you roll out a, a gay character in a Marvel property. It's like, yeah, we know. We this is not our first day with a comic book. What do you like? You have to, you have to lead with one of your things, Disney. Right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which I don't think, I, I, like an actual Disney creative property, we're probably not going to see. I just want to see Mickey Mouse finally express his undying 
sexual love for Donald Duck. Is that so much to ask? <laughs> no, no, it is not. That is that no. is the world I want to live in one day. That is, yeah. that is, yeah. I can't think of an actual Disney create like specifically created property, but I would like to see Lumiere and Cogsworth finally admit their love for each other. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was that was that not like I I was that less than subtext because I always thought that was like <laughs> I just kind of assumed that they had an understanding with uh, Lumiere's girlfriend. Like, was that not? I, then again, I did read this on a AU uh, fan fiction forum, so maybe, it, like, it's always hard to tell which is canon and which is subjective, you know. <laughs> yes, no, they're they're definitely like a poly open relationship. I think that she's probably not so much into. Um, why am I blanking on the name? Cogsworth. The clock guy. Cogsworth. Cogsworth. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I'm thinking it's it's more of like an open relationship kind of situation. No, 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 no. From what I read, you know, <laughs> she and Lumiere had their own thing, and then yep. when he he needed something else, she just enjoyed watching. But she had she had a strict no touching policy. Yes, that that that's <laughs> okay. definitely. Okay, we have to get off on this. We have to really we have to leave this conversation because I don't know. Like, we are earning the explicit tag on this podcast, so, um... What's wrong with discussing healthy relationships? Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, uh, but let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump on to, uh, something a little, a little more, you know, uh, palatable. Something oh, that everyone rats. can, yeah. So, porn. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is the article I had found for today. Uh, it comes uh, straight uh, straight to us from Sydney, Australia. Oh, yeah. Um, Australia. 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 So, yeah. Uh, Sydney residents are currently plagued with a pest uh, problem. Uh, they are uh, dealing with Bush rats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, news.com.au reports a uh, pest control fact sheet from the Sydney uh, city of Sydney is available from their website and offers up a number of informative details about pests in New South Wales. Uh, and up until recently. Uh, the file contained an extra paragraph which urged those seeking more information about bush rats and black rats to visit the Sydney Bushrat website at, I'm obviously not going to say the name of the website, because it actually directed to a Chinese pornography site. <laughs> now, I'm sure we can all speculate about how <laughs> this got twisted how this got confused they probably had the website as like sydney dash bush rats dot uh info or some shit like that um is like the site that they probably own but you know forgot a dash or went to dot com instead of dot org or dot what would australia be au probably Carry on. Uh, a, yeah, AU or, you know, whichever. Um, 
But uh, no, they they uh, linked to a Chinese porn site. Nice. Is, so, is it forgot uh, a dash or somebody on the IT team was like? <laughs> no, they got bought out. Um, from what I recall reading in the article is uh, they had linked to a site that was at one point a legitimate site and then the site let their license expire and then the license was bought by another company that was bought by another company that eventually was bought by a porn company. I know uh, Haley is absolutely bursting at the seams uh, to uh, make a comment about, you know, why a pornography producer would want something uh, a website referring to uh, Bush? Bush rats. So, <laughs> yes, explain this to uh, us. Here. Yeah, Haley, 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 Haley. As the as the mother of the group, you should probably explain to us and definitely, uh, definitely use your the talk voice. <laughs> uh, in the in the explanation of why Bush would lead us to a pornography site. Specifically, bush rats, because I'm sure you can come up with a good explanation for that. <laughs> um, I'm I'm struggling. All I can think of some dude that just that sometimes there are boys and girls who. That's a little gender gender binary ish. Haley, I I thought we learned to be better about that. Come on. Boys <laughs> and girls and neither and both and various combinations of the above. Various combinations of the above. Basically, all walks of people on this earth yes. may find it enjoyable to like what is designed or dedicated as the bush. The bush area is that area of your genitalia that you'll notice is changing right now. And taking a different form. Uh, I would assume some person that really likes that could designate themselves as a bush rat. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's your thing, that's cool. I just wanted to let you know that that could potentially be a thing out there on the internet that you may come across from time to time. Haley, you have spurred on so, so many new uh, fetishes for me in just that short amount of time. Uh, I got ASMR tingles. <laughs> I uh, am now just rule thirty-one. I'm I'm all into you know teachers and older <laughs> ladies, and I I do think I now identify as a bush rat. So thanks for that. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah. I know I kind of no. I, I almost feel like that's worth a Google search. That's our Haley always helping people find their their inner um, their inner kinks. inner bush rats. Yeah. <laughs> I sure hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. Um, So, uh, yeah, I guess um, this kind of reminds me of there's been a lot of these things. Uh, It's it's less and less often now. Um, Like now that, you know, copy editors and stuff are meant to check every link uh, before posting things and, and and like uh publishing things like that's half of the work of copy editors right is to write the copy and then proof it and then make sure like the uh any hyperlink isn't going to a dead site or is making sure that it's going to the correct uh pages and everything uh and then beyond that just the editors of 
whatever the publication is are meant to do that extra work. Um, but uh, like back in the day, I remember there was a, I want to say um, it was from the Killer7 video game. There was a, a hotline on the box art itself that was a, was an actual hotline to a sex, like a sex <laughs> party line. Oh dear. Yeah, like a dirty talk party line. I remember uh, there was a link on, I can't remember what it was, but there was a, a URL on a PlayStation game that just went straight to pornography, like the hardcore porn. <laughs> um, like, a lot of magazines, too, uh, ended up linking to random things, because, like, when the internet was in its infancy, there were two things on the internet. There was, <laughs> there was actual scientific papers and researches and like that sort of information and then there was porn so it's like oh they weren't always two different things no sometimes it was it was you know the other thing that was woken to me hot busty naked women reading the dictionary definitions of stuff I'm yes that was my favorite page. site when i uh, when i first <laughs> got the internet i write my my uh, vocabulary just expanded instantly as well as some other stuff, but, um... Okay, and sadly enough, um, I looked up, um, Bushrat on Urban Dictionary, and it's very disappointing. So, Bushrat is anybody, especially a politician, who supports George W. Bush's agenda, or is any way loyal to George Bush? Oh, that's way filthier that's than not... I thought it was. Uh, it's way filthier, but not nearly as sexy as I was hoping. Oh, You've just destroyed they... all of those fetishes that oh. I was building over the course of this conversation. Oh, wait. There is two in... Okay, so definition three There's... and four is okay. Bushrat is a girl with a hairy vagina. So... Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, that, that's exactly that's... what I expected. Yes, right, my yeah, sen that's... The sentence is, my ex was a Bushrat. I mean, that's not much of a isn't the whole point of those use it in a sentence so that you can define them by context? That's not that that provides zero context. Urban dictionary, you're bad at writing a dictionary. What the fuck? Well, I mean there's six actual definitions. Another one is another word for tramp or someone who rarely washes their hair so it's greasy. It can also be used to describe someone with greasy skin who wears too much makeup. That doesn't sound accurate either. Okay, you know what? I don't trust Urban Dictionary as the uh, arbiter of language any longer. I never thought I'd have to say that <laughs> sentence. Aussie <laughs> um, slang for people who live in the outback and sit on the porch drinking. That was the one that I heard initially. I mean, that's also not a that's not as sexy as I want it to be, unless it's like, I mean, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess. I mean, he was kind of attractive. I, Paul Hogan? <laughs> yeah, Paul Hogan. I mean, not today, but... Not you know. any time, really. Uh, no? No. Maybe I, maybe I just like powerful people. <laughs> Anyways, let's wrap up because I am basting in sweat. It's so goddamn hot in here. Uh, <laughs> June, what uh, what would you like people to check out this week? That isn't Final Fantasy XIV. That um, isn't Final Fantasy. Please, oh. for the love of Christ... Please find something the new else to occupy. Uh, yes, that looks exciting. 
So, but I think we have to talk about Warframe too much. Uh, I was watching um, Stranger Things season two. Finger Strings? It's, it's good, right? It is, yeah. It's not as good as season one, but I think that people may be a I little never, bit too hard on it. Nev- nothing is ever going to live up to season one because season one was so unique. Yes, yeah. It was, yeah. And season one was just really well put together overall. So, yeah, that's going to be hard to... They do interesting stuff with season two. Um, there's a few characterizations that I'm not fond of. Like you're talking about Hopper being kind of a scary, abusive dude. Yeah. Yeah, like that. No, I, I felt the same way. Not good writing. Like it's not even that I necessarily disagree with the creative choice. It's that the creative choice undermines where they're trying to go with that story yeah like yeah it undermines the characterization of him from season one and two yes and it also like when okay spoilers for it uh the part where she goes and actually finds her mom and her aunt and her aunt offers to let her stay there um yes her aunt called someone without necessarily talking to her first so that was a problem but i still feel that like honestly the ant is still the better choice as compo- as compared to hopper who you know screamed at her over just the fact that she left the cabin like that's very not cool but anyways i mean there's a lot of justifications you can make for those interactions but yeah i mean they're they're kind of disrupting the character but giving him those things like giving him that personality kind of undermines the arc that he's had over the course of these two seasons like the first season he was he was broken and trying to and trying to you know find a purpose again yeah and then season two when he had l he was so overprotective because he is adopting a person who is you know, actively in danger. So he's basically adopting another heartbreak. Basically, he's replacing his daughter with somebody who could immediately be taken away as well. So like, you know, his overprotectiveness, his freaking out stuff, like the way that he was in season two is justifiable. But like when, when he came, when Elle came back, they're talking in the car, the whole... I like your your look, you know, it's nice. And she's like, it's bitching. And he's like, okay, it's bitching. Like, that was this moment of growth where it's like, hey, I, like, I clearly don't need to worry about you. You can obviously take care of yourself, but I, you're still going to be my daughter, right? Yeah. But, like, you, you took away this mutual respect thing in season three. So, yeah. I know I, I get that, Oh, I haven't, too. I haven't actually not... seen season three yet. So, season three actually oh. is worse. Uh, I thought you said. I thought you said you, you were talking about. Oh yeah, I only watched three. season two so far. I guess I guess I'm inviting oh, spoilers. It's this like. Oh sorry. No no, it's fine. At this point, like if I haven't watched it by now, it's kind of my own fault. It's Netflix. It's readily available. Um, what happens in season three with their relationship? Uh, he's getting annoyed uh, at Mike and Elle's relationship because they're teenagers and he's you know, he's trying to set up the boundaries that should have been in place in the beginning when, when people start dating. Right. Um, but he's also a single dad in the 80s, so 
as far as characterization for the time period, it's accurate, but it also makes him seem like it makes him seem more abusive than I think. Like, they, like I said, it's undermining the growth that he had in season one and two. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah, also like... he yells at he yells at everybody constantly in this season, but I mean Yeah, I, I feel like they, they just kinda undermined the growth that he he's entitled to at this point. Yeah, and I mean you see that a lot where like writers just don't know where to go with the character, so they just retread an old arc. But there's some context and I think Hopper is a prime example where that just completely kills whatever story you're trying to tell. Yeah, it kind of kind of takes away from from it. Yeah. Uh, Haley. Hey. What um, would you like people to check out? <laughs> uh, what have I been watching? Um, I've been watching Extreme Engagement. I find that kind of interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, it's basically it's about this couple. So one guy's like, uh, he uh, kind of treks off in the wilderness as a photographer and a videographer. Um. For different cultures and things going on in the world he has a girlfriend that lives in Sydney, Australia who's actually a reporter and they have been together for five years but four of which basically right after they got engaged he's like oh crap I gotta go on the road and do my job so they haven't spent a lot of time together so he's kind of like taking her into his world where they're trying uh they're going experiencing all these cultures and traveling together and some of it is like you know these some of these uh this cultures are like African tribes and she's trying like various for various pieces of animal and he's kind of trying to see how she reacts to it all and basically to test the relationship because they've been apart for so long so um, what i'm hearing is that you're you desperately miss anthony bourdain shows and you're just trying to find something to fill that gap maybe yeah <laughs> i mean i am rewatching it but i do i do find it like interesting like experience all these different cultures and, and whatnot like, some of them are like you know that she went through this one thing which is like a fertility ritual it's like a 24-hour ritual um in africa and that and she was she was okay with it but it's and it actually just kind of shows you know how human relationships actually evolve right because there's lots of things she really hasn't learned about him in this period of time and she's like i think he's jealous you know what i mean like i think he's jealous i am not okay with it you know like <laughs> it's just kind of like it's entertaining at the very least um just kind of watching i'm kind of like all involved in their relationship at this point i'm like fully in i'm like i don't think that's right that he did that and it's really weird me and colin are watching it together <laughs> and we take it and we're like i'm on his side i'm like of course you don't see the foul in his logic he's acting like a crazy person um what else am i watching i uh, started watching mad Men. it's uh about oh, good show. Yeah. About the ad agency in uh, on Madison Avenue in New York during, like, I would say the mid to late sixties. Yes. Um, yeah, the big the big boom. I don't think you got to pitch anybody on Mad Men if they haven't watched it yet. They're not gonna. It's like trying to pitch Breaking Bad. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. Fine. I don't have to pitch that. <laughs> um. Goodness. What else? Uh, it is a really. I've good just show, been watching but, lots yeah. of nature shows. I've been like really yeah. super lame. Like. Netflix has such a good selection and of uh, nature shows and all narrated by David Attenborough. Yeah, it's uh, 
it, I find it calming. I don't know what to say about it. And I learn interesting yeah. things. That, that works. That works. So uh, June is, I guess both, both oh, June, June and Haley you... are suggesting you guys watch super popular stuff on TV and maybe enjoy nature a little bit. Tales yes, of the City, are... June, have you watched it? Which? The one I suggested to you last week. Oh, Tales from the City. Yeah. Oh, not yet. No. Oh, I do want to watch that. Yes, yeah, I, I forgot do. to put that on my um, on my queue. Yes, I will absolutely look that up. That does sound really cool. Cool. Um, I have nothing to really tell people. I've been watching the uh, show Elementary, which is oh, I love that show. It it is good. It's got Lucy Liu and Johnny Lee Miller, and it's just Sherlock, but in New York, and Lucy Liu is Watson, which. I mean, that you want to do you want to do unique like different casting, change the gender, change the ethnicity. It's that, really not that hard, Hollywood. It it is actually I absolutely love that show and I love yeah I just love the whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. I love Lucy Liu, so there's like it's win 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 for me. <laughs> um, but it, what what is uh what is it available on right now? Oh, um, I've got uh, Amazon Prime now. We found out, like, I got the, I got the free trial so that we could watch uh, 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 Good Omens. But uh, you know, oh, we yes. kept it around because we found like a bunch of stuff that we like, and so we're watching that. We're watching Psych. Uh, we're watching a couple other things, but I mean, it's it's good. It's just it's Amazon, so. Eh. There's also the, yeah, it's it's hard to justify having it because it is Amazon, and also the apps are super busted on most stuff. So like, you got all of the money in the world, guys. You can fucking pay to get a nicer app for Christ's sake. It's not like you're not like you're paying your employees fairly. So yeah, like you can afford it, guys. Um, and also I. I fell down a rabbit hole again. I'm getting back into Yu-Gi-Oh, which is oh no, oh, go back like... into the Yu-Gi-Oh hole. But it's so wonderful. So maybe the card trading game or the TV show? Uh, yes, to both. Uh, uh, I downloaded the there's a card game app on because uh, we've got uh, iPads now. So I'm like I want to get some fun games that I can play on my iPad and. Mm. Downloaded Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Dual Links, and remember why I was so into it as a, as a teenager, because it's, you know, I got that whole card game joy, I got the whole collector mentality thing, so... Oh, I know you do. Yeah. Sounds and then, fun. And so I dug out uh, all of my old cards, uh, and... I got Camilla playing it too, and we just built her a deck of physical cards from my old collection, and nice. it's becoming a problem. Okay, <laughs> that's a good problem to have sometimes. Yeah, it just means that I have an we have another card collection that we can fill all of our uh, bookshelves with because it's not like we were buying enough Pokemon cards already. Exactly, <laughs> you got to balance it out a bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got to balance it out. You got to you know mix up your. Uh game yeah so uh if you are still listening to us here it's been an hour i have to fucking get out of here so we're gonna run really quickly through here 
Uh, Haley, uh, Twitter, Twitter. At the worst twenty-five for Twitter. At for me, at Haley M. Turner. And you also do the Facebook. Facebook. Everything is the worst. Uh, June, your Twitter. Uh, Gemini underscore trends. You're never on there. Have you started a uh, Instagram for people to check out? Yes, Instagram. <gasps> right. Oh, you haven't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll announce it next week. Next week I'll announce okay. my Instagram. And then you can start posting pictures of your cat. Constantly. Yes, totally. Okay, I'll do this. And <laughs> my Twitter is at Tuscud. Uh, that's T-H-S-E-O-D uh, the Instagram for me is t.scudsworth so T-H dot S-C-U-D-S-W-O-R-T-H our Patreon is patreon.com slash tscud and you can find our all of our stuff on the website at uh, uh, scudsworth.com uh, I am literally dying so if you listen thanks for listening if you didn't listen thanks for nothing rate and review us do all that shit goodbye goodbye love you Josh bye bye Josh, and we want to invite you to listen to our podcast, What We're Into. <laughs> uh, it's a date night podcast uh, where two 30-year-olds uh, talk about things they like because we have, like, no free time, so, like, we don't really get to talk to each other or anything, so uh, we take the time to sit down and... Uh, talk about the fun things that we like to watch and listen to and read. Uh, so you can check out our podcast every Tuesday. And maybe you'll hear us talk about things like Pokemon and... Stardew Valley. Or Star Trek. Or any other anime or manga series. And just a bunch of nerd shit, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so go to scudsworth.com. You can find it there. Or find us on... Uh, iTunes and other yeah it's not your first day on the internet just go just type in what we're into you'll find it I, I believe in you I believe in you too we love you love you bye, bye. <laughs>